So millions of Brits swear by their morning rituals to get them off to a good start to the day. Those rituals include meditation, exercise and writing down goals, according to a new survey from Holiday Inn Express. Manchester United and England goalkeeper Mary Earps was an integral part of the Lionesses squad that won the UEFA Women's Euro 2022. And she joins us today to chat about the survey and the day-to-day rituals in her life. Mary, it's lovely to see you. Thank you for sparing time for us. Hi, Andrew. Good to talk to you. Let's go back to that night at Wembley. You're a European champion now. How do you feel about that? I feel very good about that. Yeah, it feels like a life's work all just rolled into one summer really and um something which I, I don't know how it's going to be topped to be honest people keep saying has it sunk in has it sunk in and I say nowhere near I just don't know how anything will ever compare to this this year but we're we're going to try and uh, top it as much as we can throughout our careers and also congratulations you've been unbeaten the lioness has been unbeaten for a year that is quite a record too isn't it it definitely is I, I didn't even know that that stat existed obviously until we played the last game I think they try and keep the, that sort of stuff under wraps so you don't get you don't pile on extra pressure on yourselves as you think. But I saw that <laughs> after we played our, our final game that we were unbeaten and yeah, really, really impressive. Obviously I think the the Lionesses is, is an incredible team full of very talented players and I'm so glad that we've performed to such a high level this year and I hope we can continue to go on and 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 do better things and continue to inspire the nation. And in terms of pre-match rituals, what did you do on the day of the final? Did you have a a ritual? For me, it's not so much a, about rituals. It's more about a routine. Obviously, I've, I've teamed up with Holiday and Express and we're talking about morning routines and how important they are in terms of starting the day. So for me, the day of the final was very much about trying to keep things as similar to normal, say normal in sort of in speech marks, as normal as you can be on a European Championship final day and try and keep it as, as steady and as calm as possible, keep the nerves at bay and, and just be really focused on, on on the task ahead. So I got up, had a coffee, my scrambled eggs on toast. So that's uh, just business as usual, really. We didn't get to the dreaded penalty shootout on that night, but in, in terms of rituals and science, is there any science to penalty shootouts or is it just dive one way or dive the other? I don't want to give away my secrets, but I think <laughs> in, uh, in general, I think there's definitely things that I try to do to increase my chance of of saving it. Obviously, I try and do my research and and do my part to, to try and make the save. It's obviously a very difficult task. It's a free shot from 12 yards. So the striker is very much expected to score. But I'm always going to go into that situation, giving it absolute beans, as I like to say, <laughs> and, and uh, try and do everything I can to, to make the stop. And what about post-match? Do you have anything, do you do meditation? How do you sort of warm down after a big game? So mindfulness and meditation for me normally come like pre-game. You know, if it's something that's I'm feeling particularly, you know, if it's a particularly high pressure moment, mindfulness for me comes really in handy to, again, just laser my focus. Uh, But after games, it's really just about starting that preparation for the next game. So protein shakes, cherry active. It's, It's a lot of it's due to nutrition and sleep at that point some stretching, maybe a massage and getting your recovery strategies. It's very similar actually to self-care. You know, some people might, you know, do face masks or hair masks or moisturize and things like that. It's very much about prioritizing your body and your mind to try and settle, deload and then get ready to load yourself up again for the next game. I was surprised to read that this survey from Holiday Inn Express, nearly a third of Britons hate oversleeping in the morning. And I'm just wondering if you can tell me what what it's like getting up for training on on a cold and wet, windy morning. Yeah, you know what? 
now the, the it's sort of, I feel like I'm going to be saying what everyone's thinking is that in the um in the in the dark mornings it's very difficult to get up but I always set two alarms because I hate the thought of oversleeping because I'll get fined if I don't turn up for training on time um so <laughs> I set two alarms I get straight up I try and bounce out of bed as much as possible make a coffee and then get on my way to the training ground but absolutely in wet and windy and dark cloudy Manchester especially <laughs> these last couple of weeks since we returned from Spain with the national team yeah it's been a um it's been a sharp welcome back <laughs> I should say that and, and in terms of being away with the lionesses in a hotel take us behind the scenes of, of I saw a great video on on um, YouTube of you uh, talking about a day-to-day routine in the hotel how does that pan out it's very much structured around routine. So we have like a schedule that will come out every day of, of what, what we have to do for the day and where we have to be and for what time. But a typical day sort of, you know, breakfast, training, pre-activation training. So where we warm up and stretch and do everything we need to do to prepare, whether that is like, you know, strap up any joints that we need to do with tape get on the training pitch, do some good work on the pitch and then we get back and recovery. So that could be an ice bath, that could be stretching, that could be getting on the bike, spinning the legs. Then we get over to lunch and then the afternoon usually is structured around meetings and again, more recovery strategies. So massage, you know, a hot bath in your hotel room, having a little nap and then again, meetings, dinner. um, And that's kind of how a typical day looks really. This research also showed that people love a skincare routine, 20%, which begs the question, how vain are you and your lioness colleagues? I think there's definitely a few that are more vain than others. Um, <laughs> I, I really, pro- I should probably do more, to be honest with you. I like a good face mask every now and again. I think I try to stay moisturised, especially in the cold, because it plays uh, havoc with my skin. But yeah, I, I probably don't pay attention to it as much as I should. But there's definitely a few more, um, you know, mirror gazers shall i say in the team would you like like to give us a name i wouldn't i wouldn't like to embarrass them but they know who they are though if they hear this they'll think oh she's definitely talking about me what about fun when you hold up in a hotel i i saw the the england men's team frolicking with unicorns in a swimming pool recently (laughs) um (laughs) what goes on in the lionesses camp for fun so if i take you back to the euros camp we actually had a really nice setup in in our hotel we had a like a a basketball game we had like some xboxes not that i ever played on that i wouldn't even know where to start like a coloring corner where you could like you know do little puzzles or crafts maybe more of a craft corner you know you can color in pictures and just things to keep you entertained while you're away from home so yeah that that, they try and set us up as much as we can with a few different activities that we can do because especially when you're away for long periods of time it's nice to have you know a place outside of your room where you can go and just relax so no frolicking with unicorns to be honest, I think I have seen those inflatables, those unicorn inflatables <laughs> you're referring to. But I did, they didn't make an appearance at the Euros. Let's talk about Serena Wiegmann. She's had, a, I guess, a dramatic impact since she came in. What's she like to work with? I personally can't speak highly enough of Serena. My journey in this game has been very up and down, very much a roller coaster. When she came in, um, I was pretty much at a time in my career where I, I thought my international playing days were over. There was a time shortly before that when I thought my my general playing days were over because, you know, I I was looking at the finances and thinking I'm going to be struggling to make ends meet here. It might be time to call it a day, put my business degree to use and be honest enough to know, to look at myself in the mirror and call time, which is obviously a difficult thing to do. But eventually I decided to give it another couple of years and 
see where I where I ended up and maybe use those two years as, as, as a preparation point for, for post-career. Little did I know Serena Vigma was coming in and, and about to turn my whole world upside down in, in, in the best way. And um, I actually said to her a few weeks ago, you know, sort of like in religion, how you have like, you know, before Christ and after Christ, my life sort of looks very differently before Serena Vigman and after. Um, so it's been absolutely incredible. She's been fantastic with me, getting to know me as a person, and and just I, I just feel she tries to get the best out of me, and 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 that's I I just want to bring the best out of myself and try and perform to my best for her, but also for the nation and and for Manchester United. So yeah, it's been unbelievable. And in terms of rituals, does she have any? Uh, I'm guessing it's timekeeping. Oh, she's very big on timekeeping. I don't know what she gets up to in the morning. She does love her coffee as well. <laughs> but yeah, she's she's big on timekeeping and she has a few, you know, like non-negotiable rules that she sets out. But she's, she's quite direct as a person, you know, very honest in terms of what she expects. So for me, that's exactly the way that I want to operate. There's no guessing. She, You might not like what she has to say, but you'll at least know where you stand. And, and for me, that's exactly the type of people that I like working with because that's the way my brain works as well. We're talking about the survey from Holiday and Express today. One thing your win in the Euros has done, it's bought blue chip companies, you know, into women's football. Is there still more to do in the WSL? Yeah, I think there's definitely more ways we can go. I think the beauty of this summer, it's given us a platform and a voice and I think we're being heard a lot more I think we're being given opportunities and doors are, are open now that were never opened before um, which is obviously brilliant to see because I think that's only going to help the development of the game the development of individual players to continue to be more and more professional and you know enjoy their lives and and have a, a sustainable career you know it's only been I've only been professional since I was the age of 23 and now I think you know girls are going professional a lot younger 16 17 18 and it's going to be that that hopefully will continue you know some boys are in academies from the age of five you know in in, prof in, a, in a professional sort of setting obviously they can't be professional at that age but I think that's going to only allow the game to grow even more and and that'll trick down and trickle down into the WSL I think you're seeing with the the number the attendances that you're seeing now and the amount of games in bigger stadiums and the businesses getting involved and the sponsors you're, you're seeing how the, the Euros has already had such a short-term effect so hopefully this will be just the beginning of something really special long-term. And in terms of stadiums, you know, we saw you at Arsenal last week and I watched Tottenham Chelsea on Sunday. Those stadiums look pretty full to me. Yeah, I think long gone are the days where, you know, I think there was criticism a couple of years ago that tickets were given out for free and, you know, and it was only for kids and, you know, it was very much a family atmosphere. Whereas now I think you can definitely see the shift Yes, families are absolutely welcome, but it's about people who love the game and love the game of football. It's not just, oh, we like women's football. You know, it's actually, no, it's really entertaining and I, I like to watch it. And so, yeah, I think you can already see the shift. And, and as I say, I hope it's just the beginning. And how motivated were you playing in front of that crowd at the Emirates last weekend? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I've never, I'd never been to the Emirates, never played at the Emirates. Um, and obviously it was even better to get the winner in Fergie time, as they say, but, <laughs> yeah, I just I think it was brilliant for us to obviously get those those points on the board and 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 beat a top three three side because obviously we want to be right up there come the end of the season. Let's finish by talking about the legacy of what the the Lionesses win will will do for sport and, and the country in general. You know, you're a household name now. Alicia Russo is a household name. Ella Toon as well. What would you like the legacy to be from this year? Um, I hope that it's young girls um, especially but young girls and boys they can be whatever they want to be and um, I think there's a saying that you can't be what you can't see and now that 
we're seeing increased visibility, increased accessibility. I hope we can continue to push that. Um, I feel particularly passionately about increasing the visibility of female goalkeepers. You know, I think you often see strikers on the billboards of things. And I really want to challenge that marketing narrative and show girls it's cool to be a goalkeeper. And, you know, it's, it's a very, it's a fantastic position because, you know, there's so many girls teams I go and speak to and they say, you know, try and get one of the girls to play in goal. None of them are interested, you know. So I think for me, that's my own personal thing that I'm, I'm, I'm looking to continue to push. But I hope that, yeah, we just continue to break barriers and, uh, and, and push the game forward to a better place and, and improve the opportunities that are coming forward for the next generation. Well, Mary, it's been an absolute delight to talk to you today. Thank you so much for your time and uh, good luck with everything that comes in the next year. Lovely to speak to you. Thanks so much, Andrew. Much appreciated.